0: We are live welcome everyone to the feel inspired podcast my name is Amit soda you all know and love me i know ha. Uh, and i've got a wonderful guest today um actually i was just saying to this amazing guest that um actually i haven't had any many dating experts on the podcast so you're actually going to be my first one so i'm really looking forward to this as well so we can have a good old deep dive and brainstorm onto different dating topics but for anyone who's joining for the first time And if you're watching the replay, uh, thank you for joining us. Like I said, my name is Amit Soda. I'm an expert dating coach from the UK. And this is the Feel Inspired Podcast, where we cover all sorts of topics uh, around personal development, health, growth, personal growth, all of that kind of stuff. So the full gambit that you can possibly imagine. And today's guest, I'm going to let her do the introduction about herself because I want it to be done with full justice. Um, But she is known on social media as uh, Dr. Datefully. Uh, she is a, a psychologist and a dating coach as well, which is great, because like, I think when we had a chat uh, on your channel a couple of weeks ago, I was really like intrigued to hear some of your responses to my answers, so I was like, oh cool, this is really nice, actually. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting your take on this as well. So uh, without further ado, I would like to welcome Dr. Marissa. Welcome to the Feel Inspired Podcast, episode 34. So my first question to you is, Very simply, tell us all about yourself and um, how you got to this point because obviously, I think you didn't start off as like a a relationship psychologist, as I understand it, but dating became something that you employed later on. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. So, I started out uh, as a psychologist, as a psychotherapist.
0: I've been in that role for
1: 18 years, Um, I've worked with I've worked with individuals, couples, families, uh, research, uh, private practice, community clinics, and I have found that what is most important to people in their lives and fulfillment is the health of their relationships. And the most recent work I did as a psychologist was in addiction, and I was a family therapist. And it was heavy. Oh, it was yeah. heavy. I would come home from work, just I gave it all. And I felt like, man, I wanna have more fun in my job. I'm I'm working all the time. I, I want it to be fun and fulfilling. So I was talking to a colleague. I'm like, oh, I wanna have more fun. <laughs> uh, she said, well, what do you like talking about? And instantly I said, dating. I love talking about dating. She's like, "Well, why don't you do that? Why don't you help people date?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Well, that seems so obvious. And you know, that was last year. I embarked on this journey. I launched a brand, uh, Datefully, uh, which is dating coaching based in psychology. Um, and I help people who come into my practice for both psychotherapy and for coaching understand where their blocks are in dating why they can't find relationships why they are struggling so much in love um and i use both psychological approaches and just like really direct coaching to be like hey this this is what's going on. Yeah. So I'm having fun. I set the intention to have fun. And a year later, I'm having tons of fun doing this. I have a show uh, on Zeus, Plenty of Fish, Meet Me, Live with Dr. Marissa. We talk about love, dating, and mental health. And you were one of my guests. Yeah. That's how that's how we connected. I'm like, I like this guy. So I'm glad you invited me here today.
0: Uh, I, I'm, so okay. gl- I'm so glad we connected.
1: It's your two-year anniversary of this podcast
0: wait for the audio uh, listeners out there one of the candles on her um energy bar celebration cake <laughs> yeah
1: so blow this out
0: that i'd like to celebrate this is your second year it is two year anniversary yeah. <sighs>
1: There
0: you go. I love it. I love it. To
1: to many more years to
0: come. Happy. Oh, indeed. Oh, thank you so much. I I I couldn't think of a better guest to have on for my two-year anniversary as well. So I wanted to say thank you for being here, and uh, I want to learn all about because obviously you come from a therapy therapy background, so you've got a whole host of experience into you know people's psyches, the way they work, what they go through, some of the challenges they face, the mental health, the barriers breaking them down, breaking through some of this stuff. So I want to get some of your take on the whole um, aspect of dating. But I tell you what, let's start with um, your thoughts on kind of like some of the modern day challenges that you're seeing a lot of in your practice, like with people and What are the key things, the common things or the common threads or themes that you're seeing over and over again from from the whole spectrum of people who approach you from men, women or otherwise that are coming to you for help? What are you seeing more of these days?
1: Well, two things. one thing is thinking the way people are thinking about dating after being rejected or having some bad experiences, they develop beliefs. They develop this belief that I will never find someone, dating sucks, I hate this, Um, I'm going to give up. And so their beliefs then affect uh, how they feel. It affects their mood, which then affects their behavior. And the way you behave affects your reality. So it's very simple. It starts with thoughts, goes to behavior, uh, mood. Uh, and then how you behave your reality, and that that's the premise of cognitive behavioral psychology. Um, you need to change your thinking to change your life. Um, so the way people think, their faulty assumptions, beliefs, and then. The way people show up on dating apps and in the real world, um, if they want to attract love, you know, sometimes they need to, you know, get some better pictures, <laughs> write a better profile, and make some eye contact in the real world. So there are actual behaviors and the way you present yourself, and then there are psychological components as well.
0: Yeah, that, that pretty much uh, I think is on par with the stuff I see a lot of. I think, and it's. Um... Uh, I, I think for me as well, one of the big things I see is the the change that people have experienced with, you know, all the modern date methods of dating, you know, dating apps and the advent of all these, uh, you, you know, I, I guess the best way to describe it is the advent of swipe dating. And, and, yeah. and I don't, don't know what you think about this, but a lot of people say to me, oh, you know, it's so difficult now with, with you know, swipe dating. And I say, no, it's not. The fundamentals haven't changed. The tools have. But if you if you fall for the tools too much and you get too engrossed in that world, of course, you're going to struggle. But if you understand, actually, you know, forget the apps, forget the dating, forget what is your goal and what you need to do in this process and then you will stay on track. Mm -hmm. Would you say that that's kind of fair?
1: Absolutely. I feel it gets really muddled and people become very focused on the process and they they give up really easily when they get ghosted a couple times or the swiping. They don't make too many connections and they're like, well, this isn't going to work for me. Um, so I'm just going to give up. Maybe I will meet someone in real life um, or I don't need anyone anymore. I can't do this. Um, I'm fine. Um, but if you really go back and, and, and think, what do I want in my life? Do I want a companion, a partner? Do I want intimacy? Usually, that's a yes. So let's get back to um, what's going to get you there, whether that's connecting in real life or on the dating apps. Both can work for you if you do it in a smart, mindful way. So I completely agree. You can still have success on these dating apps, even if you haven't already. Um, so people think, well, I haven't already, so I'm going to stop. Um, it means I'm not going to anymore. And that's a faulty belief uh, because because your future, your past does not need to dictate your future um, unless you allow it to.
0: Yeah, and, and the common comments yeah. I hear is, this app doesn't work for me. This did. This platform didn't work for yeah. me. This didn't work for me. I'm sorry to say, it's not the it's not the tool. It's not the tool. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it, it's trying to put that delicately towards people, right? So, you know, um, I, I think I mentioned this when we were speaking about kind of like you know, uh, uh, from from my perspective, like the culture, the South Asian culture, especially in the UK, is is such that because we haven't really grown up seeing, you know, our parents date uh, or our grandparents, whereas in, say, my, you know, a counterpart culture like the English culture, they may have parents or grandparents who talk about how they wooed their other half and they'll have some idea of what dating is. Uh, whereas in our culture, we, we've we kind of taken on board this word date, but I don't think many people actually know what it means, what it what, what dating actually is. So. From your perspective, what, what is dating? What is the whole process of dating? Why are we out there doing this? Why do we need to even date? You know, what's, what is the purpose of all of this?
1: Yeah. So I guess the, the the not dating would be to get set up um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> to to, you know, have that process there. There was no choice in the past. You were set up with someone. You got married and lived your lives together. But now that that's not common. I'm in the States. I'm in Los Angeles. Um, most people don't stop don't making us marriage. jealous
0: over here with this, <laughs> ah, with this crazy British summer we're having. <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, it's beautiful here at 70s every day. Um, <laughs> so dating is the process of meeting people in order to find the right connection, um, a partner to have uh, connection, intimacy, and love with. Um, and then you're in control of this, not someone else setting you up. So uh, you being in control of something could feel scary for you if that's not something you grew up knowing, that that was what you were going to have to do. Um, But each person is in control of their dating life. They can say yes or no. They could put themselves out there. They can retreat. But ultimately, you're in control. And I think that's really scary for a lot of people. just to mention, my parents met in an elevator.
0: So, <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's how I grew up is you don't know where you're going to meet someone. At any time, you can meet the love of your life. So that that was a message I received growing up. But I understand people people receive very different messages.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, I I know every culture is going to be different, but I I do say to people, look, you know, the human attraction element, you know, uh, and human connection doesn't vary from culture to culture as such. But it's just, you know, our innate desires and need for uh, for that connection doesn't, you know, it doesn't change from culture to culture. Um, But the way we do it sometimes and what we're taught and our opinion of it and how we then implement it. That's what makes the difference. So you can ask you a question now as well about kind of Of your opinion about this, because this is what I say to everyone that dating is a skill, it's a learned skill. And it's not Mm -hmm. something that's necessarily innate to us. It's it's a it's a new paradigm. And so we're all still learning. About it, we're all still learning how to do it, how to get good at, how to connect with people, how to create the connection, the small talk, go into in-depth conversation, how to really create a spark, and you know all of this kind of stuff. Would you agree about the whole skill set? Uh, and is that your take as well? And what do you tell people about this when they come to you?
1: Well, absolutely, it is a skill, and some people are just naturally attuned to picking it up, um, particularly extroverts. Um, people, uh, more introverted people struggle a lot more with dating, um, because they are internal more and then extroverts, of course, um, they feel more comfortable being out there, uh, making small talk, connecting to many people. And that's what it takes. You have to connect to many people um, in order to find the right match. It's not just okay, (laughs) I want to connect to a few people and then find someone in modern dating, you need to connect and connect. And that's really hard for people who um, are more introverted by nature. So they are going to need to get out there a little bit more, push themselves a little bit more, kind of go against um, what their natural inclination is, which is to connect with a few people in a deep way. Dating you need to connect with many people and at first it's superficial. So that's hard for a lot of people.
0: So is that the whole point then about being an introvert, is that something that uh, just about who they are or can they become an ambivert or an extrovert?
1: I think that pretty much if you're an introvert by nature, you usually stay that way. All all of these personality characteristics can change over time, of course, but I I don't think that It's going to change and you're going to work on this and then it will change. However, um, introverts, ambiverts can learn these skills and feel more and more comfortable with getting out there, um, with making more connections where it doesn't feel like they're going against nature, um, that this is working for them. So whether they can change, um, that might take some time. However, they can absolutely learn, practice and feel comfortable with these skills
0: yeah no absolutely I, I i agree so much so let's talk about some of the common things that we mentioned earlier what do you what do you do with someone who comes to you and says i keep getting ghosted every yeah. time i meet someone i keep getting ghosted What what's okay. your what's what's your approach to someone who's going through that experience and they've been through it not just once but twice or more
1: okay two things one thing is you need to be okay with rejection that this is a part of the process that you just have to be okay with it um rejection years and years ago like prehistoric times could have been meant death if you're kicked out of the cave you could die <laughs> but these days you're rejected you're not going to die so take a couple breaths. you know this is part of modern dating now so being ghost in itself is not a reason to give up on this but look at what your look at the messages you're sending both written verbal and in person look at your energy that you're bringing to the process so are you using pictures that are really outdated on your profile and when someone sees you in person they're like what
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a harsh truth (laughs) but it's true it's a harsh truth but it's true
1: yeah. yeah, so you need to use pictures that look like mm-hmm. you. Um, get some professional photos, I suggest to everyone. So that's that's really basic. You could be getting ghosted frequently if you don't look like who you say you look like. Um, Also, if you're sending mixed messages, if you say, you know, you're one thing, um, you're one way, and then you show up to the date very different. Um, if you say, you know, I'm an outdoorsy person. I'm this, I'm outgoing in order to attract Uh, More people who are like that. And then you show up really more quiet. Um, So if the way you say you are goes, you know, contrary to how you show up, um, that's it too. And then like, some people just don't communicate well over text. They send like their life story after, on one text <laughs> after the connection. They're like, finally I get a connection. Let me tell them all about me. <laughs> and they just blah, 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 blah. So do that. It has to go slowly. Often um, men get uh, ghosted when they go too fast, they push too much for that communication. You just have to let you just have to let the process unfold. If you push too much at first before you meet or even after you meet, a woman's going to let that connection most likely. Um, It's going to feel too much. So you really have to sit down the dating process a bit.
0: Yeah, definitely. We'll come back to this as well. But actually, you just mentioned about men. So tell me some of the different things you would talk to to men about when it comes to dating and some of the different things you talk to women about when it comes to dating or if it's someone who is gender neutral whatever it is as well that you would bring up with regards to dating and some of the common challenges and what you would advise, advise them.
1: Yeah, so everyone, no matter uh, their gender, sexual identity, they come to other people with a certain amount of masculine, um, feminine energy. Um, it's an energy. And that can shift over time. That could show up differently at work, at home, with kids, with um, partners. You know, the amount of femininity and masculinity can change and be fluid. So if you hold more feminine energy in, in dating, I would say, allow the man to lead. You're probably gonna be attracted to more of a masculine um, energy. And if you are, let him take control of the process. And if he's not, don't step up. You're gonna be really, you're not gonna be happy.
0: Um, Oh my God, it's like I'm talking to myself right now. I literally have this, exactly, Ah. almost word for word what I tell people. I'm not even joking, this is crazy.
1: Really. Great. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if you are more in your feminine, you have to allow the man to lead. You have to be pursued. Um, because if you're in your feminine and you're pursuing, you're not going to be happy and when you're not happy your energy is going to be off people are going to read that um as like ooh, this person has this kind of negativity they're they're not someone i would be attracted to so you have to bring joy and into your dating life you have to bring more positivity and that's being true to yourself and who you are and the feminine needs to be pursued the masculine needs to
0: be the pursuer that that's so oh my god like literally i don't know like get out of my head dr marissa seriously (laughs) (laughs) i know you're joking i say this day in day out to people and i say exactly those words it's about masculine feminine energy and i don't care actually quite frankly don't care what gender you are but this is how we Mm -hmm. operate this is how we work we operate Mm -hmm. in a dichotomy of these two energies and there is a certain amount of push and pull and if you understand them instead of trying to work against them that's when you really get results. But again, like, yeah. I mean, he, I want to ask you something. So, uh, this can be controversial at times, but I want to get your take on this as well. Again, I think I may have mentioned it um, when we spoke before, but part of my uh, my personal challenge with the current paradigm we live in is that we've ended up in a place where you've got, you know, things like, for example, the Me Too movement, feminism, etc. And that's really really kind of made it even more difficult than it needs to be because Mm -hmm. i think the mixed messages from some of these things they're not bad in and of themselves but because the the way they're interpreted and there are so many different versions of these messages that for example i'm seeing a generation of men who are very afraid to approach women because they're like Mm -hmm. am i encroaching on her femininity um, am I going to get in trouble for being too forward uh, uh, and you know you and, and it's almost like kind of divided say for example the masculine generation you've got this whole camp who just don't care and they will just be really rude but then you've got the the nice guys who have pulled back even more because they just don't know what to do anymore and so I've, yeah. I'm finding this happening more and more and I want to get your take on this
1: yeah, and I could see why it's happening. Yeah. Um, and there has to be a middle there, uh, being respectful. Mm-hmm. Uh, let that be the word for men to lead you. You need to be respectful of women. Um you have to uh, you know care about them and about, you know, what society has done, you know, to women uh, for years and generations and you can still live in your masculine you can show up you can make the plans you can tell them how you feel about them you can open doors you can feel good about being a man and showing up while being respectful to women um and understand that you know and in, in women are your equal however at the same time there is masculine energy which is strong and strength and you don't have to overpower a woman in order to be strong um you could do some meditation you could you can embody the masculine feel what the masculine feels like feel your internal power inside and bring that to your date um, there's uh, there are meditations where you focus energy on your groin and you put energy there you're just sitting alone but you're, you're energizing yourself, you're energizing your masculine, you can bring that to a woman and still be respectful. You, you can talk and have a back and forth. You don't have to mansplain. Um, some people don't know about mansplaining, but it's it, it it's pretty offensive. Um, but you, it's a learning process. You're learning about it. Um, just because you struggled in this way before, um, whether you've retreated more or you've been too forward and been rejected either way, you can learn to walk the middle and learn how to be respectful um, and also live in your masculine. I would say talk to your female friends about what feels good to them, um, what to avoid, what to come forward with. Um, because as you have these conversations with, with women, you'll understand more how it feels like to be them dating. Uh, but hold on to your masculine energy. If you, if you do like living in the masculine, uh, you need to recenter on that
0: yeah i love it i love it just asked my wife about my mansplaining when we first met Go
1: <laughs> <on>. <laughs> wait so how did you how did you come to understand that what you were doing was mansplaining and then change the behavior
0: uh, i i'm teasing a little bit actually actually you know okay. my, my, my experience actually was that i was a very feminine male at one point okay. um i was the sensitive type be there for them, always type, you know, be their best friend type. And therefore I would always get friend zoned and be the guy that they would come to complaining about the guys they were dating all the while hoping that maybe they'd see that I'm the really nice guy and they would come to me. And that's a, it's a painful truth to reveal at times, but that's the truth of it. That's, you know, what I, what was going through my head very subtly. Um, but, um, and then I started to realize that, um, And it wasn't like, you know, for me, it wasn't a parental fault or anything like that. But I just didn't have any good masculine role models in my life until I came across Mm -hmm. and made some really good guy friends. But also when I went and did my research on the Internet, um, you know, I found some really good dating coaches who were uh, very centered, very. And there was one particular. um, I don't know if he's active anymore, but a guy called David Wiggins. So many, many years ago, I came across his blog and his um, Facebook page or whatever it was at the time. Uh, and he was really good he was a very heart-centered masculine energy male and you know I learned a lot from watching his videos and the kind of things he talked about Uh, and so that really set me on the right path I think Um, so that for me was a big thing as well but understanding that I I definitely still mansplained a little bit but, but, (laughs) but, but, but I think it was the right way I think it was the way that was a little bit of the male bravado but you know you know shining the one kind of thing I don't know if that's the right term anymore but you know um but that that's what it was you know that's what it that's where it came from and it was um um my wife and I recently actually we we went through our whatsapp messages from when we first met and um we actually found them all so I've got them actually I took screenshots of all of them on my phone I've got them somewhere actually and we had a. We, i read through them and I was just I was just having a really good giggle when I when I read through them because I was just being such a jack the lad you know really kind of like talking myself up but in the way that a man is supposed to do you know that in the okay. way that a guy it's not arrogant confidence it was just that yes you know I'm that kind of guy you know the, the suave type uh-huh. of thing right uh, and that's yeah. what it was and you know I try and explain this to to other masculine energy uh, individuals that I coach and say to them look you know if you can cult th- this is innate within you but unfortunately a lot of messaging has got you confused and if you can re get in touch with yourself and who you really are at your core then that's when when it comes out it's going to be irresistible to people um so yeah so that that's where it came from that was my long-winded answer to your question <laughs> I
1: think that's wonderful. Always fun to look back at
0: old messages. Oh yeah. So so good. I'll try and dig them out while we're speaking, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so that was my side, but I I think it's great to hear. And I think that more people need to hear this as well, because like I said, I think it's the, we're so bombarded with information, right. And it's easy Mm -hmm. to get it all confused. Don't know what to take on board. Is that the right thing? Is that the right thing? Is that not the right thing? Uh, and so a lot of people are living their lives in limbo and just not sure what to do anymore. Or they go a completely different way and they end up just becoming very selfish and kind of callous in their approach. And if they don't, not this way, I don't want to speak to them. And that I see Yeah, well, that.
1: that's a defense, right? I mean, exactly. if, if you harden yourself, it's just because you've been hurt. Mm. Um, so that shell, that, um, pushing people, that's a defense to getting hurt. And that's going to keep you away from love if you're highly defended. Um, so you have to bring down those walls, a little bit yeah. um and go from the extreme into more vulnerable but masculine vulnerable and that's so hard to do because people think that you know if you're masculine you can't be vulnerable um but there is an intersection there that i think society is now seeing is possible and men are seeing that this is possible um, I would say it's kind of rare, uh, but this is where uh, this is where the juice is. This is where the gold is. Is you know the masculine energy and the vulnerability coming together?
0: Yeah, abs- absolutely. I think I, I think that deserves a bit of an amen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> amen. amen. It's possible, guys. It's possible. It's... Um, you have to embody who you are at your or um, meditation. I, I think meditation is extremely important. Um, you get out of your thoughts and you get into your breathing, into your body. Um, and, and when you get out of your thoughts, you can be so much more clear uh, on who you are and where you want to be. Uh, so I suggest that to anyone who um, feels lost or not in touch with who they are.
0: So who do you who do you get coming to more, would you say sort of male or masculine individuals or female, feminine? Do you find that, um, that the men or masculine individuals are still a little bit hesitant to come to someone like you to get help? I
1: do. Um, not for psychotherapy. I have pretty pretty even mix of so people who have some you know deep psychological issues um, that have persisted for years and they really want to work through um, things from childhood, you know, grief and loss, anxiety. That, that's a pretty even split. But for dating coaching, I have men reach out to me a lot and they don't follow up. Yeah. Um, like I need help, but then when it comes to actually getting it, they drop the ball. And then women follow up really more, in my experience. Uh, yeah,
0: Whether the women are more
1: open to, to getting direction, I, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah I've noticed I noticed a bit of a change recently though where a lot of guys a lot of guys were lot, lot I'm starting like Cilla Black a lot of guys were uh starting to reach out more and more and follow through as well it was, over the last 2 years it's simmered down mm-hmm. a little bit now but it was really nice to see because I love in one sense I love helping guys more because I think from the feminine perspective, the challenges are relatively status quo, and they they they're almost uniform. I would say, and that's a bit of a sort of a generalization. And they they they, but in but in the same vein, the the answers and the solutions are much more varied. With whereas with guys, it's more down to them and them putting themselves forward. Um, so I found that helping guys, in one sense, is a little bit easier than it is helping women. It can be a bit more challenging, um, which is why I say to you know men, masculine energy individuals, come forward because, you know, what you're going through, everyone goes through and the mm-hmm. the solutions aren't that difficult if, if honestly if i said i know it's such a cliche but if i could do it anyone could do it because i was probably one of the most feminine men i knew at one point you know it was just wow. and and that came from a hormone perspective as well because i had hormone challenges and so mm. so i had to go through some physical therapy but also um a lot of self-coaching as well and you know not just coaching from myself but also learning from other people uh, and surrounding myself with guys who are like that who are good with speaking to you know members of the opposite sex or who they were attracted to and being able to learn from them learning the art of flirting and connecting with people and having real conversations and really opening up and having heart to hearts and you know having fun at the same time and I think that that I don't know about you but I think fun is missing so much right now oh
1: absolutely people are just Starve for fun, um, you know. During you know, as the pandemic is you know, in the states, it, it has you know died down quite a bit. I don't know what it's like in the UK, but here people are getting out. Most people have been vaccinated. Um, not it depends where you live. Yeah. Um, but in Los Angeles, <laughs> people are out there. People are going out to bars, even nightclubs. Um, people are just starved. For fun. Even my my most anxious clients are going out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am just going to go out despite my anxiety. <laughs> I've been starved. And people like being around people who are having When you were smiling, when you were in the moment, when you were engaged, you were attracting people to you. Um, And that's something I learned in my own dating. When I'm smiling and having fun, men are attracted to me. Men want to go out with me again. But, you know, the times that I've been in a bad mood, pessimistic, which is rare when I'm <laughs> dating, um, but when men are like that, I never want to go out on a, uh, with them again. The like pessimism, negativity is a repellent. Um, even like self-deprecation yeah. um, is a re- repellent. So even if you're kind of a more sarcastic, pessimistic person, you have to find a way to bring some positivity when you share show up as a single person out in the world, because that's really what's going to attract a mate. Um, And that's what you want to attract a mate. You don't want your negativity to bring on more negative energy into your life. Um, And positivity and having that optimistic mindset is going to color your life in a beautiful way um, in every aspect. Uh, So when you learn to step forward into that, you'll see how your life changes in really positive and beautiful ways
0: yeah so true i again i said to you guys i see so many guys trying to use sympathy as a tool and i'm like please whatever you do don't don't go down that road it never ends well never ends well Mm -hmm. but by the way i just picked up on something i i thought you were actually married are you still are you single actually actively looking
1: i well i'm divorced um I am very close friends with my ex-husband, so we have we have like a really cool family. I have a I have a daughter. Um I've been pretty. I've been the re, so the reason I got into dating coaching was after my divorce. I'm like this is fun. I <laughs> <laughs> love I'm, it. i like I love this. So <laughs> I'm having a great time. What's up with everyone? Like in this? I can you know I can help people because I'm having a great time. Yes, I'm single. And and I've been actually realizing how ambivalent I've been to finding love. And it's only been recently, and I say recently, like a couple months oh, and, wow. a few months since I've been vaccinated and spent a year alone with my daughter. I'm like, whoa, I, I want that connection again. I want love in my life again. And I need to really look at what this ambivalence is about because the ambivalence is keeping me from love. It's not allowing me to attract a partner so I'm working through that and I feel like I'm in this really beautiful place in my life where when I might have thought I was ready before I don't think I was because I was so highly ambivalent um, Mm -hmm. because what happened to me and my divorce and um, the strength I needed to you know raise a daughter and and be on my own um, and like oh, I don't want a man to mess this up. I don't want to deal with his stuff. I don't know. I definitely don't want to get divorced again. Um, so there's been this really high ambivalence that I'm breaking down and, and really looking at. Uh, so that's where I am. Um, and looking for like a really evolved man. I mean, my my pattern were to date men who needed help <laughs> because i'm like ooh, and that comes from childhood like my dad i helped him a lot he had mm. some emotional things going on and i received love through helping him um so i date these kind of fun because my dad was like this fun character i date these and I just, like, replay my, my childhood <laughs> over and over again. Like, come on, Marissa. Like, <laughs> these fun, larger-than-life men who, like, at their core, um, like, have some kind of damage, sadness, injury. <laughs> 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 I'm like, maybe that will be over. I, you know, I'm actively working, you know, with a, a therapist and doing some real internal work now where I'm like, I don't want that in my life anymore. Mm -hmm. And energetically, I'm going to release that as a pattern. I'm going to heal that child who needed to take care of her father in order to receive love. Because that's that's so limiting. Uh, That's not what I want anymore. Uh, So... So that was that was me being vulnerable. Usually I speak as an expert, but, you know, all of, I mean, I think all of my wisdom comes from personal experience.
0: That's right, um, isn't it? Because you're living yeah. it right now. Uh, and obviously that makes you even more better equipped to, to help people as well. Um, it's interesting you say that about the helping, because that's one thing of, of all the coaches that I've coached through dating. And I say to them that um, for me, and this will be a hard thing for you, is turning off coach when you meet someone because the two for me are mutually exclusive and they have to be because I think it, it's like it's almost like I describe it setting that healthy boundary that I'm not here to mm-hmm. coach you this is about us as a relationship but I'm not here to help you to therapize you or anything like that and I think that yeah. that's it's an important thing isn't it and um mm-hmm. and and further to that as so well a question about you and your daughter as well. how, how old is your daughter now she's eight oh so she's still really young. I was gonna say like I mean it must be cool for her to have a dating coach as a mom but for the future like you know when she goes through her, her personal challenges but I think right now she's fine she's good <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: right now right now she's okay um yeah I mean she thinks she thinks the talk show I do is really fun um she likes she likes you know seeing me like on social media she thinks that's fun but otherwise you know i don't think she understands or understand what dating's going to look like for her i don't want her to gotcha yeah
0: no absolutely. <laughs> let, her, let her play right now absolutely so two big questions mm-hmm. for you so one is okay. um one what do you tell people who um who when they meet you and they ask you what do you do right so obviously if you're out there and you're mm-hmm. meeting people or what are you what is your plan what's your strategy when people ask that question uh, and number two, an interesting one, one that occurs. Oh, I've ha- heard a lot from people recently and especially women or uh, feminine individuals is um, my my status, my career, my um, uh, whatever I do intimidates people. So what do you do in, t- in those two situations for you based on what you do? Obviously, that's going to be an interesting challenge telling people what you do. But also, what do you suggest for yourself and for other people when you encounter that, that you feel like, you know, again, I just hear it so often, you know, I'm a successful woman and it intimidates guys. You know, I'm very sort of (laughs) uh, slightly uh, pessimistic about their response to that. But but uh, I just wanted to get your take on it.
1: Okay. well. Interesting. That's a great question. Okay. So I've been a, a therapist, psychologist for many years. So dating as a, and not a dating coach. So um, I would tell them I, I really didn't have a presence um, where people Googled me or looked looked for me. So I would tell them um, I'm a therapist. Some men would um, and like, can you read my mind? I'm like, <laughs> I am not a psychic. <laughs> they come with got- a
0: tinfoil hat
1: <laughs> so many times. Um, no, and they're like, Oh, are you analyzing me? And I say, No, I turn that off. <laughs> However, if there is something wrong, I pick it up really quickly. Um, <laughs> so if, if everything is kind of in, you know, the range of functional, I don't think about it, but when there's something really wrong, uh, I'm like, okay, this isn't for me. Um, I'm going to walk away. And usually it's a secure man, a confident man who feels comfortable with um, the work I do. However, this past year, when I have ventured into dating coaching, I have a website, I have social media, and I am Googleable. If you put a Marissa Los Angeles dating or Marissa Los Angeles um, psychologist, you could Google me very easily. <laughs> Even without the word dating coach, I am Googleable. <laughs> um, so I show up to a date. People know what I do. Um, I've had men say, I'm intimidated by you within like minutes. (laughs) That's okay. I am okay. If they're intimidated by me, they, if they want to be with me, they have to show up as confident. I am not going to make them feel better. Um, (laughs) You know, I'm going to be myself. I'm a really loving, warm person. I want to get to know him however if they find me intimidating that's on that's kind of on them because i show up in my feminine too and hopefully i break that down for them you know as, as that goes on and they don't see me as intimidating however i'm not going to change who i am to date someone um i think however really successful women they need to show up in their masculine network um and then they bring that masculine to mm-hmm. dating and it doesn't work out well so i show up with masculine in my work and the combination because i'm also a therapist however i because i do live in my feminine i consciously turn that down um, in my dating life um however i don't think a lot of women have learned to do that um they're like oh I'm a prize. <laughs> I'm wonderful. I'm successful. Look at me on paper, blah, 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 and here I am. And that just doesn't work in connecting with a man if you want a masculine man. Uh, so you have to consciously turn that down.
0: Yeah. Uh, and what would be your advice to someone who's in that situation as well, or going through it? Like, what would you say to them, how they turn that down? Because I think that that's, this i think this needs to be if anyone's watching this right now this needs to be heard because it's it's so important because i was coaching someone recently and she was like you know i do my own diy i do this i, I, I was like so where is the place in your life for a, a man if you don't allow there to be space what role is he gonna play in your life if you don't mm. allow or make some concessions at least or at least want to do it together with them that's great if you want to do your own yeah. diy there's no problem But then have the desire to invite someone in to do it with you, not just I will do it myself. It's like that defense has gone up. It's like that wall's gone up. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, you've got to make space for someone to come in. Otherwise, no wonder. And I don't I don't mean in a bad way. I never say this to him. But like, no wonder you're single, because if you don't allow that person to come in, where are they going to fit?
1: Exactly. So you have to allow, and I think that word is the most important word, um, to allow the connection and allow the flow. Instead of owning, taking control, you have to allow yourself to be pursued. Allow a man to step forward and take control a little bit. Pick the venue, open the door, um, move forward with the relationship, allow him to set the pace a bit. Um, And then when you were together, allow him to do nice things for you. I, something that happened to me recently, uh, I think this isn't too much information, but it's entertaining. So Don't, no, tell it. me, I want to know. <laughs> I will say it. I will be out with it. So I was with a man, and I had a hard time falling asleep. It was someone I was dating. Um, and he was like, can I tickle your back? I'm like, no. I can, I, <laughs> I, I can put myself to sleep. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what? I'm like i put myself to sleep and then i realized i'm like no he actually wanted to do that that would have made him feel good for me to allow that and i didn't allow that whether it was pride or me wanting to like be strong and be an adult. I did not allow the man to live in his masculine. I really shut it down. Um, so those are the kinds of things allow a man to help you allow a man to take care of things a little bit. You don't need the one to be the one who is the adult stepping up all the time. So hopefully that point illustrated (laughs) masculine feminine dynamics and how you could bring that down for yourself. Usually I'm not that explicit, but it's your show. No,
0: no, that's definitely not too explicit because I think that's like what you said is so important because if the man doesn't have utility then you know his 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 confidence his esteem goes you know it diminishes completely and he needs mm-hmm. to be appreciated for that i mean i don't know if what you think about this example one of the examples i give to my clients is that like for example i say to women imagine you are with a fella um and you spend you know you're going out for a big night out and you spend two hours getting ready you know look making yourself look absolutely fabulous mm-hmm. And you go downstairs and you're waiting for that message, you know, for him to say, wow, honey, you just look stunning. Right. But you come downstairs and he says, right, let's go. And he doesn't comment on the fact that you've taken time to, you know, Mm. look beautiful, look fabulous. You know, how do you as a woman feel when that happens? And obviously, inevitably, the answer is not great. You know, I'm going to be a bit pissed off about that. Okay, great. How is he going to feel when you don't appreciate the things he does or the things that he needs to be appreciated for. And that yeah. is what's missing I think as well, is that that for me is this feminism independence thing has just taken that away from what where men need a little bit of utility, just a bit of appreciation. Just give him a bit of an ego massage for a little bit. That's all he needs is a little bit of appreciation. That is it, it's not that hard. We're very simple creatures. <laughs> Just, you guys
1: are, yeah. We are. We, Let we just, the man tickle your back to fall yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love that.
1: You don't have to be in control of yourself, and all will appreciate yeah. it. appreciate each other exactly. But, like appreciate the masculine coming forward. Uh, you can say if he opens the door, and you like that. I like how you open door for me. That felt yeah. really good. But, I I really like this restaurant you picked out um you know it
0: really took forethought to do this thank you um men like that
1: <laughs> do <you> know, do <laughs> they I, like
0: yeah uh, do, do you know what? i'll tell you a funny story so when my okay. wife and i were still very early days i think we just had two dates and um where i was living i was living near wembley wembley stadium you probably know soccer famous soccer stadium so i wasn't li- living quite close to that and my wife was uh gonna be nearby for a um chiropractic appointment or something anyway where she was she was like uh, she messaged me she said do you know i'm a little bit lost i'm not sure where i am and i'm really low on petrol so um uh and it was late it was dark as well and i said to her, okay um, tell me try and explain to me where you are and i'll come and find you and just you know make sure you get home safe and so she explained and i thought oh i know actually i know where you are so i went wh- while she was still having an appointment i drove to where she was i saw her car so i parked next to her car waited for her to finish uh, and as we left, you know, I just, you know, we went to a petrol station together. She got her petrol, and then we left, and then obviously she went home. But that was one thing she often draws back to was that experience of the fact that, you know, she. The funny thing was as well was that I appreciated that she asked for my help, because that gave me that utility I needed. It 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 you know helped me unleash some of my masculine. I felt like, yeah, I'm, not. I'm a big, strong man. I'm looking out for her, looking out for my woman. But it felt good. And, and you know, she was draws back to that as well. Says, that's so nice, so considerate you did that. You found where I was just by description. You found me, you took care of me. And she loved that, you know? And it wasn't a case of her being, you know, a woman who couldn't handle herself, no. But she was just a little bit nervous. She just thought, I don't know the area. I don't know where I can get petrol. You know, if you can help me, great. And that's all it was um yeah. but it was just one of those things that she uses the call back often uh, as one of the things that she says you know really made me you know really appreciate you and attracted to you yeah. as well for doing that um so i think little things like that can be so powerful you know it, it, it's it's interesting yeah. isn't it it's not like honey i remember the time you took me away to you know rome or paris or whatever it's the little things that she will remember yeah. that well mm-hmm. you know it that sticks in our mind and i think that that can just be so powerful
1: absolutely so the masculine energy is about doing
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: that yeah. that's an expression of the masculine is doing doing tasks or doing yeah. <laughs> rubbing the back um, doing something to affect something else um getting something done and feminine is about being um you know living it being feeling um appreciating. Um, and it can go both ways. You know, someone that everyone has both masculine and feminine that show up differently at different times. Um, but if you if a woman's living too much in their masculine and they want a masculine male, they're gonna have to, you know, consciously let go of that a little bit and bring in more of the being, appreciating, allowing into their into their dating life that's hard to do if you if you
0: don't really do that uh on a day-to-day basis yeah so true so true no i love i love that and i think that's such an important um you know not distinction but just an important thing to highlight so that people understand what it looks like because i think that that's where the confusion occurs because if you don't know i'm a visual person so i need to see an example of something and when i know i'm like aha but it just highlights and illustrates the importance of that giving each other in a relationship something of what the other person needs. And it's not necessarily direct at them, but it's just being able to understand that they need to play a role in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And allowing them to have that role, even on, on its own, is a big thing. And yeah. Not taking that thing away from them. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, allow, allow people to show up.
0: Yeah, you know, that, I think that's, that's it, right? That's the beautiful sentiment right there is allow people to show up. For what they bring for yeah. each each individual brings to the table and i love that god i could talk about this subject for absolutely hours i love it, I love it. it's such a beautiful <laughs> subject and i didn't realize that actually you are still out there hunting which is great hunting uh, out there
1: <laughs> allowing
0: yeah exactly Wait. yeah <laughs> I you know you what I, know I, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i
1: know I'm just like this, yeah. Allowing. i just made you and sound I'm like
0: never... a cougar on the prowl or something <laughs>
1: Ooh, that's, that's fine you can say whatever you want <laughs> no. so Another thing is know what your gifts are Mm -hmm. and know know who you are, what brings you joy, what you flow with, whether that's music, creativity, um, learning through books, um, doing, being, know what those gifts are and what you bring to the world and what brings you joy. And you need to show up with that Mm -hmm. to allow people to see your gifts, allow people to see See what brings you that joy, what brings you the flow. Um, whatever that is, whether that's numbers, books, uh, creativity, art, taking care of people, uh, that needs to come through too. You can't hide that because that is that's how you're going to make, that's how you're going to allow that connection to happen when you're truly yourself and showing your gifts. Um, people, people will be able to connect that, connect with that
0: yeah absolutely so you know what based on everything we've said right if if you if we were to give everyone a bit of a reset a dating reset right now what things would you tell people to take away from this um to and to you know in order to revisit their whole dating experience and what they're doing and what they're putting out there and how they're going about their dating what dating what are the kind of top three four five tips you would give everyone regardless of who they are when it comes to putting themselves out when it comes to dating what, what should we be doing differently?
1: OK, and number one, hope. Uh, have hope <laughs> in the belief that th- th- you will find someone wonderful for you. So you have to have the hope as this guiding principle in your dating life, that there is someone out there for you. There is someone who is going to be respectful, loving, and a great partner for you. That person is out there. You have to believe that. Um, have a joyful life, have joy in your life, have joy being single, Um, be happy, optimistic, find your passions, live a good life on your own. Three, look at the ambivalence, like what I'm doing right now. What is keeping me separate? Is it fear? Are they old patterns that aren't working for me? Are there limiting beliefs? What are my roadblocks? Mine has been ambivalence, but what's yours? You know, is it that you're fearful of getting hurt, uh, being rejected? Um, is it that you don't want to get in the same patterns? Is it that you've experienced trauma and abuse in your relationships before and um, don't want to connect again because you're afraid that that's going to happen again? So understand what your blocks are and what your patterns are and what's keeping you away from love. Um, And then you're going to have to help yourself, whether that is meditation, journaling, introspection, going to a coach, going to a therapist. We all have issues that are keeping us away from what we really want. So you have to know what they are, and then you have to work through those, whether you can do that on your own or if you need some assistance doing that um, and then what we're talking about the masculine feminine um, understand who you are in your dating life who you want to be what energy you want to bring to your dating life and then live that um, as a dater, wait, number five, <laughs> if, you're, if, if you're not getting good matches on your dating profile, um, you need to completely change your dating profile, mm. have a friend or have multiple friends look at your profile, take their advice, or if you don't do that, hire a coach just for one session to, um, revamp your profile and, um, professional pictures help yeah so, no no so bathroom
0: selfies, right I think <laughs> No that no. wait wait, did you read that
1: on on, on my Instagram or is that? no, you?
0: no this was a, oh This my actually God. came up in a, in, a, 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 in a clubhouse. we talked about it one day one evening as well we were talking about bathroom selfies and I didn't know it was such a oh big God. thing, but it's apparently a huge thing.
1: Oh my goodness. No, that's my number one thing. No bathroom selfies. <laughs> because like listen, if you're in the bathroom, people are gonna associate what happens in the bathroom with you. Yes. <laughs> so, like, you don't want that association at all that is, oh gosh okay number one
0: thank you uh, no bathroom selfies yeah, yeah definitely just i just, I, just I, I say to people like you know what don't, don't even post any picture that appears as if it's a selfie just don't do it it just
1: yeah. even
0: deep down psychologically people feel something from that picture and they it's almost like you come across as someone with no friends if you are just sending out these pictures with yeah. and i don't mean that in a bad way but look we could be creative we can make it look like it's not a selfie and make it look like it's you know someone's taking your picture a friend has make it look like you're out having a good time or something it just sends off a different energy a different vibe
1: yeah have a friend take your picture yeah. or even have a friend <laughs> yeah. a
0: novel a idea
1: <laughs> i mean both are- most of us have a friend who might even feel honored, or it gives you something to do. It's a fun thing to do. Like go out and take some pictures. Uh, that could be an activity you do together on a weekend. So definitely. yeah, the selfies—they're killing you on your dating profile.
0: Definitely, so. definitely. My 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 new thing is that I'm going to keep these videos that the, these podcasts to an hour so that I can upload the video to IGTV. So. Awesome. We, today it has been an absolute pleasure i love speaking to you and i definitely think there's going to be a part to this to this as well so um we won't do a wrap up but what i will ask you is that if anyone watching this or listening to this would like to reach out to you what is the best way they can get in touch and do you like offer any kind of like free consultation or anything like that so that someone can get a little bit of help that they need
1: yeah absolutely so you can find me on Instagram. It's Dr fully. Um, My website, thank you. (laughs) My website is datefully.com. It's D-A-T-E-F-U-L-L-Y. I have 15 minute free consultations. Uh, You can request that through my website. And I have a show on Zeus Plenty of edition meet me on Tuesdays at four PM Eastern and we talk about dating, love and mental health. And I put clips from that on my Instagram as well. And on the IG T V section, you can find a bunch of clips
0: superb marissa it has been an absolute pleasure i've really enjoyed this this is actually don't tell him shh, don't tell him my other guests yeah, this has been one of my favorites i've loved this it's been so good uh, and you know what genuinely there will be a part 2 as well because there's so many things we haven't talked about like like the mental health aspect and so much more as well so will you be yeah. a guest again
1: Absolutely. And maybe I will even hear more about my dating life yeah. if people want to hear about it. Because yeah. I'm not a complete open book, but you could like flip through some of the chapters
0: sometimes. I love <laughs> it. I love it. That's brilliant. Okay. Thank you so much for being a guest. It's been an honor and a You're pleasure. You're uh, Thank you um, for having me. To everyone else, this has been the Feel Inspired Podcast. I'm Amit Soda. Thank you for listening, watching, and we'll see you on the next episode. Have a good one, folks. Take care. Wonderful. Bye.